This is the Ether Review, a talk show passing the components of the Ethereum global computing platform and its ecosystem. Building on a basic knowledge of the blockchain, we seek to understand the mechanisms behind this new generation computing network and the services it powers. Some of the discussions featured on this show are technical, while others are higher level. Today is our second episode covering the EtherCamp Hackathon. Familiar voice Hudson Jameson returns with Jaden Hess to explain their milestone reward DAP kit, Motivate. Then Roman Mandalale wraps things up for us. Maya culpa next week due to the holidays. All right, well, uh, Hudson, Jaden, um, would you mind introducing yourselves? Sure, I can start. Uh, so my name is Hudson Jameson. I'm a developer from Texas who's been uh, working with Ethereum and smart contracts and that whole bit since uh, March of this year, roughly. I've been following Ethereum since, I guess, sometime in 2014. And um, I participated in the hackathon recently that EtherCamp um, put on, and me and Jaden and um, uh, put on the Motivate app. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have uh, Jaden introduce himself next. Hi, I'm Jaden Hess. Uh, I'm a high school student in uh, the Bay Area, uh, California, San Francisco. Um, I've been working with Ethereum since pretty much the Genesis block. Uh, I've been following it since back in you know, pre-sale days. I've uh, worked on the hackathon. I've uh, been working on some projects on my own, on my own time. Yeah, yeah Jaden's yeah. like a super genius. Must be. <laughs> it's very flattering. <laughs> uh, how about you guys tell us about Motivate? Sure. So Motivate is um, a D app that we've designed and started to write some code on that uh, allows for a decentralized platform uh, for people setting up goals and actually following through with them using the blockchain. So other apps like some weight loss apps like Lose It or other ones, you kind of put in your calories, you put in all the stuff that you would use to you know, motivate you to complete something, but there's nothing enforcing it. So with the Ethereum blockchain, we set up a, a way for you to um, put your goal in and then have validators that will, you know, make sure you're completing that goal. So one of those aspects could be someone watching to make sure that you completed your goal. Another one would be a financial incentive. So you maybe put Ether up uh, on the smart contract that you have your goal uh, loaded on. And if you don't do certain thing every day uh, or every week or whatever you set it to, then you lose a certain percentage of your money. So there's financial incentive. There can also be Pretty much anything you want to develop on it, uh, you can make it so it's very flexible. Cool. So the uh, the first use case I thought of was it would be a really great way for uh, establishing milestones in a kind of contractual working relationship between uh, a programmer of some kind and a uh, and a customer who wants to say design a website. Yeah, that actually is a really good one. That's one of the early cases I was kind of thinking of as well, where maybe you have someone who's either designing a website or an easier example, I guess, would be writing a blog. You can, uh, you know, agree using a, you know, a blockchain, you can put a transaction in that says, I, as the blog writer, agree to write 10 blog entries before this date. And if I don't, then I don't have to get paid. And the person who's hiring the blog writer would uh, agree to the contract put their money in the smart contract as escrow that would uh, eventually pay the blog writer. And if um, the smart contract uh, looks at the website and says, oh, it looks like 10 blog posts were written by this uh, blog writer, then the smart contract can release the money and everything goes as planned. If there's a disagreement between the two parties, the smart contract can you know intermediate and say they did the work or they didn't do the work or whatever the, um, you know, the values of the smart contract uh, dictate. What we were working on is kind of serves as a framework for people to develop their own solutions for uh, motivation dApps. So uh, you could really make anything you want. And essentially, it's just a, an easier way, right, a framework for creating things that you could have written a separate contract for each time, but it creates a, well, in the future, or, you know, we were planning on, creating almost a store or a, a uh, 
kind of gallery of possible you know, motivation apps that you know a third party developer can create and anyone can use and people can uh, be rewarded in custom tokens that put you in a place on a leaderboard or you can uh, lose you know uh, gold tokens if you know you want to put up gold as your deposit so I mean everything from the currency that you are rewarded in to the you know validators to uh, how, what kind of you know data you use to validate uh, is totally extensible and uh, you know basically it, it allows third-party developers to come up with their own solutions so it's not you know one size I mean it's kind of a one size fits all thing but and uh, so how did you guys find the hackathon oh, I'm trying to think uh, <laughs> I, I think I just I mean, I, I've been using the uh, the blockchain explorer for you know, since it came out. I think it's personally the best explorer out there. But uh, I, I don't know. I saw it on Reddit, probably. And I'm pretty sure I saw it on Reddit too. Yeah, I think that's where I see most of the stuff. Um, I saw Reddit and uh, Roman, who was um, the, the, uh, one of the main organizers of the event, had put out a lot of um, you know kind of stuff on reddit to announce it and kind of build hype for it so i got interested uh well i was just talking to him this morning and we um yeah we were talking about motivate and how it was one of the really one of the real standout ones but it just it felt like we didn't really get to see it um writ large in the uh in the hackathon (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh what happened with that was uh earlier in the hackathon so the hackathon um as it's probably been discussed uh is you know five days and um you get to uh use all that time to kind of develop your idea build out your app do a proof of concept and uh what we mainly ran into was um the fact that uh we kind of me and uh, richard who was our great designer who was also helping us on the project we have day jobs so it was really hard to find time to work on it uh and Jaden had um some school related stuff and uh, so it was pretty much just a factor of not having enough time. And also we ran into some unexpected uh, scope issues. So what we did is you could actually uh, go to the Motivate GitHub and kind of see our grand plan, which is this um, diagram of all of the DAP architecture. And we were, integrate, we were trying to integrate things like IPFS, which is a distributed, you know, uh, decentralized file storage, uh, and Oracleize, which is a way to make API calls from the Ethereum blockchain in a secure manner. And we were both, all of us were unfamiliar with both of those tools, um, implementing them before starting this. So trying to kind of get very familiar with all that and come up with this framework, we kind of made our scope too large, I think, and we should have probably focused on uh, something smaller at first. But by the time it was kind of all figured out that we should have had our scope smaller, it was too late. Yeah, yeah, kind of similar. Uh, you know, I was talking a lot earlier about how it's super flexible and you know, anyone can do anything they want on it. And we uh, focused a little bit too much on the flexibility and the power and not enough on just you know getting a minimal viable product out and ready in time for the end of the hackathon. So I think that you know we got some good work done, but it, we probably should have focused more on you know, just getting something to show for it. Yeah, and the, and the bright side is, you know, even though we didn't get anything that could be demonstrated, uh, we definitely got fairly close, um, and we have a lot of good Solidity code, which is very important for you know bringing projects like this into the forefront to show that what's actually possible. Uh, Jaden did a very good task creation library um, that's one of the few really good uses of libraries I've seen outside of Piper Merriam's stuff uh, with his Ethereum alarm clock and others. Uh, so that's still on our GitHub, including some other kind of uh, contracts and uh, web code that was kind of the start of this. And I think there's a chance that us or someone else, because it's um, open source, could resurrect this in the future and maybe build on it. So you guys don't have any immediate plans to uh, to continue developing Motivate? Not immediately in my mind. Um, I definitely gave Jaden and Richard the option that they could continue and if we wanted to get something together to do this um kind of more casually uh from here on out or maybe do something a little smaller i think that's definitely a possibility but uh when the holidays hit it was kind of end of year and uh got a lot on my plate so as far as i'm concerned 
I'm not going to be able to even think about looking at it again till <laughs> uh, mid January or so. But I mean, it's always it's always an option. If there's if there's enough people who want this, I would absolutely uh, see you know working on it again. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I you know I would definitely consider working on it more, uh, but. I have college applications right now. It's you know getting towards finals and got other projects I'm working on. So it's kind of fallen to the rear burner. I'm sure everyone listening right now knows exactly what you guys <laughs> are talking about. Well, that's motivate. I mean, is there any is there anything else we want to go cover on motivate? Because I, I have some another line of questioning that I uh, that I'd like to run past you guys. Um, as far as motivate goes, our code is on. Um the uh, GitHub, I have a, um, a username on there, Suptacular, and then under that, the Motivate DAP uh, repository. Feel free to go fork it. Uh, talk to me about it if you're interested. Uh, it's definitely an idea that I think is going to come about whether or not we work on it, so I'd be happy to kind of see this thing through and uh, help anybody who's interested in how it works and what our uh, kind of idea was on it. Okay, cool. Well, my next question, and this is completely unrelated, but I just had the had the thought, and I've got you guys here. The startup or the uh, or the hackathon uh, as a way of publicizing ideas. How do you guys feel about that? I really enjoyed the hackathon, and I think it was a great way to get some ideas out and really show the power of Ethereum. Uh, uh, as for you know, really being the first, like for a, being a serious start for a project, I think it, it has a lot of promise. Um, but I think it was more useful for meeting people and seeing some of the cool ideas there are out there than for, you know, I think that the, the time limit and the, you know, unfamiliarity of the IDE and stuff, I mean, it was good as a learning experience, but I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of work done on, you know, like starting a project on a hackathon, but yeah, keep talking. Sorry. That's exactly what I was, what I was wondering, uh, how, you know, that's exactly the answer I was looking for. Um, cause it seems like it's very hard to, to slap something together in a hackathon in that environment that is going to be, that you're not going to just wind up rewriting down the track. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely the case. Um, a lot of this was people just kind of throwing their ideas out there and trying it. I mean, uh, some of the top projects had people who had their ideas kind of brewing for a while and had a lot more of the planning down, which is great because they were able to kind of get in and get something that was very, uh, very much working by the time the hackathon was done. Uh, something that I thought was interesting that I haven't seen brought up a lot is, I mean, the, uh, the guys at EtherCamp are great, and I'm not saying this in any way to diminish what the hackathon was or what it meant to them in the community. But um, at the same time that it was very helpful to bring all of these projects together and get them in the in, uh, you know in light for all the community, we also saved the EtherCamp team thousands of dollars in uh, you know software checking and auditing related related things because uh, with all the you know bug reports that were brought up during it, uh, we were kind of the guinea pigs for their EtherCamp software that's now going to be packaged with their Microsoft Azure cloud offerings. So I just thought that was an interesting interesting way to do bug checking on a new platform you're going to be releasing. And I think it's really creative. What do you think, Jaden? I think it's really interesting to see the kinds of developer tools that are developing, being created in the community. Kind of back to the, you know, how does this work as a starting point for a long-term project? I think that a hackathon is not necessarily the best way to do it, simply because, you know, it incentivizes people to focus on short-term minimal viable products and not on the long-term extensibility and, you know, uh, readability and things like that. But in terms of helping the community to understand the developer tools that are out there, how to uh, navigate different components of the whole Ethereum ecosystem, I think it was very useful. And I think it was, yeah, I think it was useful to people participating, to the EtherCamp people. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how the IDE and the whole you know ecosystem develops in the future. Where can people find you guys both online? Um, I know we've got uh, we've got the Motivate GitHub. Um, and what about you, Jaden? So I worked on the Motivate GitHub. Uh, I have my own GitHub at uh, you know Jade two seven three T J A D E two seven three. I'm working on some 
things having to do with random number generation and computation markets and things like that. A lot of stuff similar to what Piper Merriam is doing. Uh, yeah, so you can always reach me on you know, Reddit or... Yeah, um, you can find uh, my contact info at hudsonjameson.com. Uh, I got, you know, my webs, like uh, links to email and stuff. I'm also on Reddit and Gitter and a number of places uh, as Souptacular. Uh, that's my online handle. So I'm working on uh, doing some Ethereum tutorials, actually, kind of trying to fill a gap uh, that's kind of come up with people coming in and not really knowing where to start and or who have worked beyond the ethereum.org tutorial. So I'm, I'm working on that and I'm going to add it to my guide that I also have on my website that kind of gets people started with Ethereum. So Roman, post EtherCamp Hackathon, how, uh, what were your thoughts on the event? We've, uh, we've heard from a few participants and we heard from Christian, who was a judge. Uh, how did you feel the event went? Wow. So first, uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, second, I think I, I should interview you because you should tell me how it was from your side. <laughs> because from my side, it, it it was quite quite a dramatic week because I I couldn't sleep like for for all the event because people was competing in all time zones, so all the time something was go, was happening. So I I I couldn't sleep all the all the week. But you t- you tell me you tell me how is your experience. It was amazing. What what I found really incredible was that there was a leaderboard of interesting uh, of interesting projects, and then um, I remember right at the start, Motivate was up the top. I intended to interview uh, interview the guys from Motivate. I haven't got around to it yet, but um, it was right at the top, and it was really convincing. And they were kicking ass. And then um, and then as the uh, as the votes came in from the judges, the leaderboard completely changed. Wow, yeah, I I think we need to probably to 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 discuss it at the end because the 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 end of the competition was very interesting. Uh, but you mentioned that we had a couple of interesting teams, and some teams are really really interesting. I I want to mention another very very interesting team. It's the team that built Hack Eater Camp. So guys like Mikael, Alex, Evgeny, and Anton, you're awesome. You you just made it happen. And uh, it's it's the best team I, I ever had. So we, we worked like crazy for a couple of weeks to make this hackathon happen. So all the all the kudos and all the thanks to this team. So now if you're asking about the competition, yeah, yeah, it was very interesting to see people from all over the globe gather together to build something. What I found really amazing about the, about the EtherCamp hackathon was that you saw all of these ideas from this uh, this large community just uh, just suddenly presented to everyone all in one go. So you had Ethereal, which was awesome. Motivate was awesome. The uh, quadratic voting was really interesting as well. I should actually, um, and there were a couple of games there. And it was all, um, if looked at closely, it was all quite deep stuff, quite deep. And um, I don't want to say use the word obvious use cases because... And they weren't necessarily obvious, but there were things that we obviously need. And the EtherCamp hackathon was the platform in which those ideas were able to be made public. Well, yeah, you know, I, I have to say, first of all, that we started, it, it's very interesting because we started this website as a marketing website for the ID. Because we, we just uh, realized that we need to market somehow and show to the people that we have the best ID for prototyping on the blockchain. And this is was the idea. But while working on this website, we just realized that so this is also an awesome idea because we are not building just marketing website for the ID. We are building great, great stage, uh, like microcosmos for entire economics of, of, of a company. Like you, you building a company, you starting with some idea, then you find people, then you code together, then you have a prototype. Then you show it to others and get some feedback. And all these stages are very important stages in life of each startup. And we we had chance to see this in real uh, in, in real uh, how you say it real in time. life mode in, in real time mode, right? Uh, and yeah, it's it's much more even than a competition. It's microcosmos for startups. 
The uh, the whole voting mechanism as well was really cool. Like, I mean, this is um, you're going to do another one, I presume. What about the the event? You're going to do another uh, another hackathon at some stage, I hope. <laughs> it's going to be much much more interesting than that one. Like, we are building. We we have like dozens of ideas that we should code into the platform, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be much more than a hackathon. I already can tell you because uh, I, I'll give you an example. Like. During this hackathon, we had some uh, guys that are businessmen and, and looking to invest in interesting ideas. And then that way, there was uh, there was there. These guys was there, and they they was looking for ideas and and was ready to put some money into interesting ideas and interesting team. So I don't know what happened with this. Maybe something going on uh, behind the stage. But we want to develop all this idea of of building something during this hackathon much closer. To the real world, so you basically can build a, this startup, and you can maybe get the partners and continue and to develop this. So we definitely, to your question, we definitely are going to have another event, but it is going to be much more than a hackathon. It's going to start as a hackathon, but I believe it's going to be uh, something huge, something that nobody uh, have done yet. I'd like to ask you about the uh, the idea of. The hackathon, you know, the the whole concept of a hackathon seems to be a little bit um, a little bit controversial. Have you have you heard any uh, any criticism of the idea of the hackathon model as a way of developing software and presenting ideas to the world? Well, I'm following the competitions like for ten or more years, so yeah, there are some critics out there. Uh, but let's let's talk about the the, the name, the hackathon. So it's like to hack and marathon, right? So hack, people actually misunderstand it usually because people think that hacker is somebody that crash or crack any passwords or something like this. But to hack is actually to build something very, very quickly and to produce something working very, very quickly. So this is the, the, the translation. This is what people usually, it's, it's double meaning, right? So this is one of the popular meaning of this world. So we want people to hack something very, very quickly and show show to the to the people to to the pot- potential customers maybe. So uh, you can maybe ask me the spe- spe- specific questions about critics, not in general, but I do like this pattern because if you put people and focus them to work uh, for some short period of time uh, to work on some idea that they like, uh, you you can get some some interesting outcomes. And I think we also show it in, in this event, which was five days, but we got some very interesting results. It's a great platform for presenting, uh, for presenting these new ideas quickly um, and, uh, and publicizing them and looking for interested parties who, uh, who may want to participate in developing them. I saw, um, I saw so, such, a, uh, such depth in the development community. How much of that did you anticipate? Did you, uh, did you expect to see such an amazing turnout? Well, we had no idea. I, I have to say frankly, but most I, I think ninety-five percent of the people who actually took part in the hackathon was completely strangers to me. I, I didn't exchange a word with them before the hackathon, so it was completely open, and we was co- we we was completely open to this experiment. We just uh, decided that we are building this problem, uh, building this uh, stage, and inviting whoever want to take part of the stage. We, we even decided that we are not going to make too much media, only one interview for Cointelegraph, and that's it. And, uh, and that's it. And people just show, show, show on the stage, like they just came and decided to take, uh, to be part of this. And this is also, also very exciting uh, thing to, like, I found very, very interesting uh, people during this hackathon, like people that we are going to do stuff together for the future. So, yeah. What um what is the plan for EtherCamp going forward? Well, like I said, it, it's platform for ideas to be realized. Like the the uh, the basic stone, the cornerstone of all the economics is not the money, but it's the idea of somebody that somebody wants to realize and then to find customer for this. So this is how economics starts. And if in the blockchain community. And Ethereum community, we are talking about a revolutionized finance world. 
So it starts here. It starts in people ideas and how uh, fast they can bring it to the real public and be profitable so they can continue and build these ideas even more so they can develop their website, develop their services. This is how finance starts. This is how economics works, right? So we want to make this super, super uh, new way of doing hackathons into sort of accelerator for startups. And uh, I, I hope the next event is going to be in three or four months. Uh, but it's going to be, we're already inviting students for universities. We're already inviting people from uh, different communities to take part in the next event. And I can promise you, it's going to be much, much more people going to take part in the next one. And how will the next one differ? Apart from the um, the number of people participating, how are you going to further bridge the gap from your run-of-the-mill hackathon to a uh, to a stage on which these startups can be uh, more effectively realized? Well, I will not tell you all the secrets. I will keep <laughs> something up my sleeve. And this is, <laughs> yeah, I should do it. And uh, we, we have some great ideas. I can, I can tell you, we have some great ideas. And uh, we will reveal them one by one very soon, not now. But uh, all that I said, I, I just talked about principles. So if you can take this principle and use your imagination, you can, you can, you can raise your, uh, yourself some ideas and how actually it can be implemented. Because now the tools are there. Like Slack is an awesome tool for meeting people, right? And awesome uh, tool. Like some teams was built during the hackathon, right? We, we have seen people that come in just with idea and say, hey, uh, is there some uh, programmers that can help me to realize this? And uh, they actually find, uh, find programmers and find UI guys to build some UI for their ideas. Uh, it was very interesting to see this. And all this experience, we want to take a couple of levels uh, higher. I really want to get more of these, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more of these ideas out. Because honestly, Roman, it was... Yeah, really exciting and beyond anything I expected. Thanks. Well, I, I really enjoyed to hear you uh, saying this because I, people people uh, was enjoying and I think it's also one of the important part of building something interesting. You have to enjoy and enjoy all the way. Uh, but yeah, we decided that uh, to bring blockchains into the mainstream, we should be really innovative. Because uh, we, we cannot just say other people, hey, there is some interesting stuff here. You know, there is blockchain, you can use it. We, we need to build tools. We need to build applications so people can adapt it much easier and easy and start using all these tools. Uh, I, I think it's the path of the Bitcoin because the Bitcoin started as some crazy idea. And for two years it was exist. But nobody was using this, right? Maybe 10, 10 people was using this because it was so innovative and so crazy. So nobody believed it actually will work. So it took like three or four years for Bitcoin to become mainstream. And blockchain is very, very similar. We just need to build better applications, better tools, better user experience, and boom, it's going to be mainstream. So you started EtherCamp uh, as a... Uh or as a way of marketing your IDE, right? The, the Hack Eater Camp started as a way to market the IDE, right? And but we, we, we took part of Ethereum community from the start of a design of Ethereum. We wanted to, to see the next, uh, uh, the next uh, epoch of Bitcoin world. We wanted to be part of blockchain uh, development. And Ethereum was, in. I'm talking about start of 2014. So Ethereum at that time and Vitalik uh, seemed to be as the most pro promising technology. So we wanted to be part of this. So we took part in the development of the infrastructure. And then we realized that we need a good idea for developers to develop smart contracts. And after this, we, we got the idea of this market marketing website that actually became something much, much more interesting uh, much more interesting. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, I, I read a bit on uh, on the Slack and also some Reddit posts about how just mm -hmm. fantastic the IDE was. 
So with the EtherCamp IDE, are you going to be using that as a, um, what's your monetization strategy for, uh, for that endeavor? Well, for the ID, it's very simple. We sell the ID for, for uh, startups. We sell the ID for finance labs that people actually, that, that finance institution already started to investigate blockchain. So they're talking with us. We, we're selling the ID for the universities and some of them already make orders. So basically, it's very easy because it's the only idea that actually today, today, that actually give you the the tools to prototype uh, easily around blockchain and Solidity language. So it's the, the only one that exists out there. And uh, it's very easy to us to sell it. And the January we are going to have, we already have, like now it's holidays and now it's Christmas, uh, but we already have a lot of uh, work to do just to, ship the idea to the customers and uh, it's it's not quite it's not too much exciting right because we are programmers we, we don't want just to sell license and uh, do nothing this is why we are going to uh, put all the effort and all this uh, invest reinvest all the money we are going to get from the idea into this idea of the hackathons and the hack eater camp wow and so this is going to be the um so the goal is to create a pathway for ideas to um, to gather momentum, gather expertise, and then be presented to the uh, the investment public and the and the public as a whole. Well, yeah, I like the the presentation as a stage. Like I, I was thinking for a long time that this great community of cryptocurrency and crypto blockchains need a better stage because we are in two thousand and fifteen. And we cannot just use Reddit to present our ideas. We cannot just use Facebook or Twitter. We need something greater. And, you know, we are programmers, so we're just solving this problem. And I love this community. This is the most innovative community that, I, that I've been part of. And the, the idea is just out there. And, uh, wow, I, I, I hope that I can join some startup and, and help them also to implement the ideas because... There are so much, so many, and all of them are very interesting for the uh, future of the humankind. Like it's it's crazy because we're really changing the uh, the most uh, one of the most uh, ancient uh, uh, markets, right? We want to change something very very uh, orthodox. I, this is why it's so interesting, right? Can I ask you about the uh, about the teams you voted for? Are you comfortable talking about that? Uh, let me remember. I don't remember, but uh, I, I, yeah. I can. I can sure. tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell you yeah, right yeah. now. Okay, okay. There we go, Roman. All right. So up the top, we've got Ethertel. Uh, they were a way of. Right. I do, I, yeah, I can tell you. I remember this one. Yeah. But but we can uh, both uh, play this game. So later, I will ask you about your vote. Uh, absolutely. I I already already checking what you was voting for. But yeah, okay. Let me let me stay. Uh, let me uh, explain my words. So yeah, Ethertel, it was very, very interesting because I, I do love the, uh, they, they like to explain what they, they wanted to do. It was the uh, buying, buying telephone uh, calls. Yeah, so, so actually companies compete on your, on your call, right? Oh, so okay. they suggest you, they suggest you, they, they give you the, the cheapest way to make the call. And uh, with new way, with this new cryptocurrency, it's it's going to be like, I do believe this model can be uh, can be implemented because, you know, with this uh, new cryptocurrency, you don't have any barrier. So it can be very, very cheap. It can be always, almost zero, zero cost. And still the company can make money off the call. So this was very interesting idea. I think it was, also very nice UI and very nice realize. I I I need to recheck this, but I uh, I don't quite remember. I, I I think it it had a nice UI. So yeah yeah, it was my favorite. Ethereal was very interesting. Ethereal was about checking the real, uh, I not identity, but if you want to if you want to uh, ensure or validate that uh, you have a real uh, person on the next line, on the other line, 
So this is what they do, uh, what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was also very interesting, and also the UI was nice, and the realization was very nice. Hey, what about ba- right. what about Babel? I didn't understand anything about it. Oh, it was very game. It it was very cheerful game, and uh, I think they didn't have enough time. So I, I was following, uh, and I, I think the games are very interesting because game can be like people actually thinking about games just for pleasure, but games actually can be a very interesting platform for uh, explaining ideas or for education. So I, I like games, and uh, this was my third pick, and uh, the UI was very nice. So I believe they didn't have enough time just to make it working, but it was very close to be there. Uh, it was sort of gambling, but on the on the it was uh, like a, a combination of gambling and the Tetris, something like this. Sorry? Do you know if they're pushing ahead with it? Do you know if they're uh, they're developing it further? I have no, I have no idea. I, I didn't speak with them. Actually, I don't know who was the guy who who built the Babel. I, I don't know if they continue with this. The Ethertel and Ethereal. I, I know that uh, the teams are talking about do something with this and take it further. The um and the ones we both we both agreed on. Uh, we both liked Motivate. I found that uh, Motivate to me. Uh, while it was presented as a way to uh, motivate your own actions, I thought that it was really, um, for me, the most interesting use case was motivating the actions of others. And it seemed like a really mm-hmm. simple way, simple mechanism mm-hmm. that I thought had tremendous mm-hmm. potential. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with you. I, I give them the 10 points just about the idea because I think they didn't do good implementation and they didn't realize the idea. But if they was doing a good UI and good engine and they had time or I don't know or or uh, or putting the right effort to actually make something out of this uh, it, it would be my favorite no no doubt because the idea is so interesting and uh, yeah yeah and uh, the, like to bet on yourself it's awesome like you you, you have to like uh, you're putting your money where your mouth is here right <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Yeah. Um, what about out of band? I don't know that one either. Mm, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. And uh, job market. Mm, yeah, job market. Interesting. It's not innovative idea, but to make it on the blockchain, uh, it's it's uh, it's something that I want to see. And we both liked D Lab book, but I liked it a little bit more than than you, judging by the way the votes uh, the votes turned out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember D Lab book? Yeah, I think they are very smart guys and very innovative, and they use the cutting technology. But I didn't realize why it is important to have the lab book decentralized. Maybe it's just me. Maybe they didn't explain the idea right. But you know, I put them some some words for them, and uh, uh, I, maybe I need to understand more. Maybe it wasn't so shiny like the others. Well, I, I think what I liked about D Lab book is that. When you do have situations where multiple people are innovating or you know mm-hmm. are attacking the same problem, it's uh, like uh, I spoke mm-hmm. to them in the last ep- episode. You can have one person come up with an idea first, mm-hmm. but someone else is mm-hmm. the first person to get it to the patent office, and so they wind up getting all the glory. Um, but with this D right. Lab book, it's uh, it's not so much a um, it's not a question of that because the um, mm-hmm. the hash. Of you know of a text file that, that explains the um, that explains mm-hmm. the idea or the work done on the day is um, is time stamped on the blockchain. So you can't mm-hmm. so you can get away with so you can prove that you came up with an idea first. You can prove that your uh, mm-hmm. that your results haven't been doctored. I think it's a um, I think it's a really powerful powerful and essential tool because as it stands, you know we currently are in the age of physical notarization of things like this, you know, mm-hmm. and you just, it's, yeah. it becomes a, a matter of interpretation for a court if there's a dispute about something like right. that, whereas this is, there's no interpretation here. Well, you know, if you put it it's like this, it sounds very, very interesting. And actually during the competition, I didn't understand the idea. So I, I think, first of all, they should hire you as a marketing <laughs> guy. So <laughs> second, 
uh, it, it was actually one of the problems that we need to solve so people can communicate the idea much better even before anything is, is ready. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I just missed this one. But the team behind this DLA book is awesome. I know these guys and they're very, very smart and they continue to develop stuff around this idea. So, yeah, if you, if you put it this way, I believe that there is future for, for this idea. Um, did you look, at, did you look yeah. at quadratic voting? Yeah, I didn't understood what is so cool about this. Like, maybe I also missed the idea. I know that you give two vo- two votes and that it gives four votes, but something about the weighting weight of the votes and different ways to calculate the votes. But I didn't understand the great the 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 you know the essence the the innovation. Yeah, well, what I found cool about quadratic voting was that you pay for your vote. So say you pay a dollar for the first vote, and then you pay ten dollars okay. for your second, and then a hundred dollars for your third. So say if you care about something a lot, you can pay $111 and have three votes. And if you don't really care, you can just pay $1 and have one vote. And then at the end of the day, all of the money that's been poured into voting gets distributed among everyone who did vote. And so it uh, incentivizes participation and also weights the importance of people's, uh, you know, how much people uh, value the outcome of the vote. A rich person can step in and, and have a bigger say, but at the end of the day, it's not right. going, it's going to be very expensive to really, it's going to be expensive for one rich person to match the, uh, the weight of the populace. And even if, say, a rich person was able to do that, to step in and um, put all their weight behind a, a vote and influence the outcome, ultimately, as a consolation prize, everyone and who voted gets all of that money distributed to them at the end of the day. Obviously, Ether is perfect for this, uh, for exactly this mechanism. I felt that um, quadratic voting and cryptocurrency are just absolutely made for one another. Uh, yeah, it's interesting schema for voting. I, I, I didn't realize this also during the event. So this also wasn't quite explained for me at least. Uh, so yeah, it sounds interesting. It sounds like something that I need to think more about this because I was spending some time about thinking about voting while we were <coughs> doing the, the event because we, we have two, two ways to vote, right? You have judges and you have general public. So, uh, and, and we have some scheme of our own. So I need to think where it can be used and uh, if it is really a, a fair think- one. I think quadratic voting is something that would be awesome for the public to use to participate in, uh, in a competition like this, because not only is it a vote, but it's also a way of contributing to the prize pool, because you don't need necessarily redistribute the, uh, the contributed funds to, um, to the voters. You, could, you can redistribute those however you like. You know, that's, a, that's a pool of, that has been collected. Yeah. And, um, I think that would be. I think that's a really, uh, it's a really powerful idea for something like the hackathon. Now that I, now that we're talking about it, yeah, I, I like the principle. Like you, you need to prove how bad you like it. So if you really, really like it, you will pay. Yeah, I, I like this principle, but I need to spend some time to modeling around this. I, I cannot say just now if it's really fit for something concrete. What about? Um, a Udex. I knew no- that is something I knew nothing about, and I see that Vitalik gave them seventy-seven votes. Mm. Yeah, so they did the identity. <gasps> they they was working on the identity stuff, and identity is very very hot topic on the on the crypto space and the blockchain space, and all the organization are talking about identity today because uh, if you want somebody to do some service. On the blockchain, you need to identify him first, right? So, um, yeah, they they was the winner. Uh, I, I didn't like too much that I didn't see too much implementation, but uh, rather the explanation about this and also the UA API and not uh, some concrete product. But uh, the idea, obviously, very interesting and the team was very, very, uh, very, very talented. Yeah, so the idea is to take all the, your identities of Twitter and Facebook and what your your presence in social network and connect it to the blockchain. So it is interesting. And the good implementation for this 
obviously can work if you if you implement it correctly and make people actually use it. So yeah, if it will work, it's going to Especially be Especially if successful. it could be linked with a system for um, verifying people's identity like Ethereal. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You, you want to approve this. You want to see that the validation is there and they actually the people telling the truth. And if it's, it is true, so it is very, very That's... powerful. Because you have, you, have, you have presence in the financial world, but for real. Because today, you, you have no chance to connect your Facebook account to, I don't know, to Nasdaq Marketplace, right? Or to, to banking account inside banking system because it's completely separated. Like banking system does not use the internet, right? But this is, if you have the real identity on the finance market, on the small crypto finance market, it's already powerful. So if you have trustable identity on the blockchain, so all the organizations around can trust it, right? So you can have something like uh, uh, like uh, using your reputation from Airbnb to take credit from some other uh, other organization, completely different website. Today, you cannot use it. You can you cannot come to your uh, bank account and say, hey, I took uh, 100 uh, rides on Uber and everybody say that I great a customer. So I pay for this and, and uh, everybody enjoy to make business with me. So please give me credit on good on, on good terms, right? Today, you cannot do this. But if you have a trustable identity on the blockchain so everybody can see your reputation and maybe we can talk about what reputation is but if everybody can see your reputation so they can give you much better services because they know that they have less risk to have business with you right it's logical right think about this it's just not doable because of the separate system because of the complex system and complete integration so let's let's take the, the opportunity now then to um to talk about a how you see the uh software developed on um during the hackathon how you might personally as someone who is developing in the ethereum space how you might personally use that to uh to enhance your projects and uh and b um reputation how do you uh how how do you define it and how do you see it evolving as uh, as we move forward especially over the coming year <laughs> about the projects we can cooperate on very different levels from the integration on the api level to the integration on actually i don't know mutual investment or or uh, helping to implement or something like this it's it's also an option so we want to help these guys or 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 find them an investment or uh, I don't know, introduce them to investors or something like this. So we can find different ways to cooperate with these people on the technological level, on the partnership level, uh, on any level. It's, it is possible. And for some ideas, we're already starting to do this. Now, the second was the reputation. And reputation is very interesting because reputation has very uh, concrete definition. Reputation is the concept of value applied to a time. So I'm talking about concept of value apply to a timeline. So basically reputation is all that you, uh, all the value trading that you have done in the past and it's recorded. If it's recorded, so this is your reputation. Right? So if you took a credit and you return it in the time and with all the uh, and with all the rates, so it's your reputation. You have one credit took and returned. So this says that you uh, on some level, you you have better reputation than a person that never get a credit and never never did any business, right? So this is the the definition. Now I hope that this is better explained now. So definition of the reputation is value in history. So is this value like a transaction history, a transaction yeah, history, absolutely. a credit history? Obviously, we we talked about Airbnb and Uber. Um, what about things yeah. like? Um, non-material or things that aren't currently measured in, uh, in economic terms. How do how oh. do you represent that? And a uh, how do you bridge the gap between someone's uh, good faith uh, to a um, to a financial mm -hmm. uh, to kind of a financial rating or something that someone can trade on? Say people who don't have any reputation. Oh, this is a different question. But you 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 touch the real thing. You touch the real next philosophical interesting question about not materialistic 
And I didn't say that value is something materialistic. And I'll give you an example. If you, if you put a song for, for your girlfriend and she remembers this, so this is your reputation, is your, right? It's some value that you bring to her and it makes you a valuable person in her size, right? So this is different reputation than just finance world. <laughs> so I didn't talk about, talk about just materialistic value. But are right? these worlds bridgeable? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think value is very interesting and we are moving into to some point when value are going to be the concept of value and the concept of, of the non-materialistic value is going to be much, much more understandable. And um, yeah, this is a challenge. This is the challenge of, of uh, the new uh, services. But once it uses blockchain and we actually transparently see what's going on, we know that the value is real, right? So if the transaction for some value is moving and somebody pay money for this, it's sort of representation of the soft, sort of approvement of the value existence, right? Okay. For me, it's really hard. To, it's really hard to wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, it, we took it very abstractly to very high philosophical level, very fast. But it needs some explanation. And, uh, I don't yeah, and I suppose this is actually probably one of the most powerful philosophical questions that's being tackled by blockchain today: is the nature of nature of value, the nature yeah. of, uh, or you know, the nature of um, of reputation, but and identity as well. Man, identity is. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm obsessed with identity. Yeah, absolutely. You you remember when the web started, we was talking the same about the web. Oh, there is so much stuff around us, but it's not on the web. So today everything is on the web, right? Like completely anything you can find on the web. So I will I will say this way this way. I believe it's a, obviously the name of the new revolution because the first revolution was the Google revolution. It was the information information revolution. So suddenly the information wasn't in the library anymore. It was uh, right in your uh, display. It was right in your pocket. So it was the first one. And I believe the second one was the Facebook revolution. So the social connection wasn't uh, just in your phone book, but it was also in your pocket. And, you, and I'm not talking just about Facebook, but all social interaction on the web. So this is the uh, social graph, you know, the social graph. And the first one was the information graph, also know, known as the page rank, something that gives uh, the understanding which page is more important. So the third revolution which we are facing now is the value revolution. You are going to see all the value interconnection and we are going to see value graph very, very Thanks for joining me today, Roman. This has been unbelievably educational and it's been really exciting to see the work you've done. I know that everyone is really grateful for uh, for just the opportunity to, to see and participate in uh, in the EtherCamp Hackathon. Well, thanks. I, I wish I can thank to everybody by the name and, and shake everybody's hands. It's just too much people. But I enjoy to interact with all of you. And uh, one more time, thank for my team. So they, they spent nights and days uh, making this happen and thank for you for having me and uh, watching the hackathon and taking part thanks again Jaden, hudson and roman i was on production and editing show notes credits and links can be found at letstalkbitcoin.com and on twitter at etherreview we can also be reached at contact at etherreview.info